Hey guys, welcome again to another episode of Sip and Chat Experience Podcast. I have another amazing, amazing, amazing guest for you guys today. But of course, before we begin, we have to talk about what Sip and Chat Experience Podcast is. It's deep conversations with influencers who rove above their challenges and are passionate about sharing their triumphs while we sip on our favorite drink of choice. Those of you who know, know I either sip on water, LaCroix, salsa water, or some tea preferably chai tea. So if you can find me an amazing chai tea spot somewhere in Savannah or New York, I'll be most, 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 most appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sipshed Experience podcast host with the most is Dills Victoria. And my amazing guest is Miss Tiffany Nelson, fellow New Yorker. How are you today, Tiffany? I am well. I'm well, Dillis Victoria. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course, of course. So I'd like for you to tell everyone who you are and what is it that you do so well that's so amazing. So I am a human resources professional. I specialize in employee relations and employee development. I also have a personal uh, professional development company here in New York. And when I'm not doing all of that, I volunteer. I serve on a couple of boards and I am New York's number one female wow. golf, instructor. golf instructor. You go girl. I, 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 <laughs> I watched golf on TV, but uh never I tried like what, what do you call that when you go to the little the, the, the mini, golf courts? Golf. And, yeah. Yes, I yeah. tried that girl now. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did you get into the whole human resources resource resources resources um arena? Like what what the what was that like? You know, it's a really funny story. I was working as an executive assistant for a organization that provided services for the homeless here in New York City. And I just had this boss that her and I just were not we just weren't clicking. And I had gotten the job through an agency here in New York City and um for some reason about two months into the job I got fired Mm -hmm. and it was on a Wednesday Wednesday morning I walked in and they said that I was going to be fired and I was like devastated devastated absolutely devastated so I called up my headhunter or rather she called in with me because she knew that it was going to happen they had called Mm -hmm. her because they were the agency and I told her I said you know I'm upset I don't know what to do so she said you know take the next couple of days off. Um, she said, for right now, I'll find you some temporary jobs just to hold you over. You got to pay rent. You live in New York City, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I did that. I took the, the weekend off. And then um, Friday evening, or I'm sorry, s- Sunday evening, she called to give me my assignment for the next week, which was going to be a three-day temporary assignment. Mm-hmm. So she tells me to go to this building and see this guy named John. So I go to the building, I walk into the lobby, and there's this guy named John, and he's in the lobby. And I'm like, oh, wow, they have me like doing work out here in the middle of a busy lobby. He wasn't the John that I was supposed to go see. I went to the office that I was supposed to go to, and I was introduced to John. It was a mm-hmm. three day assignment, and it turned into 10 years. Damn. Yes. Isn't that incredible? That's a long time. (laughs) I need, I need, I need to sip to 10 years. What are you you sipping on, by the way? I forgot to ask you. I am sipping since this, um, since we're 
on New York to pop implants. I'll sip to, to 10 years. Yeah, you, you, need, you need to sip to 10 years. <laughs> wow, three days to 10 years. That, yeah. That's incredible. And, yeah, and so I started off as an office assistant and just moved up, just changed positions. I did accounts payable accounts receivable, then became the office manager, then the payroll manager, and then just everything HR, onboarding, um, recruitment, all of that good stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you, what did you, what do you like best about human resources? Like what's your passion with it? Like what does, how's that work? Um, I love, I really believe that there is a role for everyone. Mm-hmm. And the role is not necessarily the CEO, which is a good thing because we need people to do all sorts of things. And I believe that people can have the job that they really love. They can do the work that they really love. Um, I was fortunate that my dad had a career that he really, really loved. Mm-hmm. And so it just taught me that, you know, like, yes, we have to work to get paid unless you're independently wealthy, but you can also do the work that you really, really enjoy, the work that brings your whole soul um, just joy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So as far as your entrepreneurial business, what does, what is that all about? So... TN framework is really about matching people with that perfect job and the connection between those two things. Mm -hmm. So you have a job that's your ideal job and now how do you get it? So it's teaching interview skills and resume tips and how to network and how to move from um, high school into college life. You know, what, what you should be taking advantage of there in order to have a set yourself up for a successful career. And then also how do you move from college life to management, mid-level, upper-level management? Mm-hmm. What, who should you be seeing? What should you be doing? Um, how to network, how to set up coffee dates, how to do all of that. And then a big part of that is how to navigate the business world through golf, because that's where the deals are made on the golf course. And that is the one thing that'll make you stand out more than anything. That's amazing how you incorporated golf with networking and, you know, job placement and so on and so forth. Like it's, I see that it can go hand in hand because you're absolutely right. That's where the old money is, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> I feel like no matter what, whether you work for CVS at, as a cashier mm-hmm. or you're in, you're a VP at American Express, every mm-hmm. company has a golf event. Every single company has a golf event. And the difference between you and the person in the cubicle next to you is, can you go out on the golf course and do a half decent job? You don't even have to be great. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. But how how did you get into golf? That's that's a, that might be an interesting story. I'm sitting yes. here like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, I'm sure you you know here, and we felt it um economically throughout the country and then throughout the world, but specifically here in New York, late 2006 into 2007, right before the financial uh financial crisis really hit, we mm-hmm. started to experience uh the ripples of it. Um, in New York City. So um, construction started slowing down, renovation started slowing down, and I worked for a contractor. And so our work mm-hmm. started slowing down. And so they had to lay me off after 10 years, which was, mm-hmm. 
it was devastating. It was like leaving your family, but there was no choice. I mean, it was something that was like completely out of our control. control. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time I said, okay, well, I need to pick up a hobby. I need to do something. I had already started playing. So I just started playing more and more and more. And the more I played, the better I became. And also I started networking while I was doing it, but it wasn't intentional. It was just the community is so small that you just start talking and meeting people. And I met a gentleman and um, at an event, we exchanged business cards. And then about six months later, he calls me and he's like, Tiffany, you don't remember me, but we met at this event and I would love for you to come teach for me, teach golf. He's like, cause I know you have the personality for you for it. Mm-hmm. And I would love to teach you the technical aspects. And I'm like, teach, I'm you know, I've only been playing for a few years and yada, yada, yada. And um, I went to meet with him. I, so like, being a golf instructor, it's one of those things that you can't really fake, you know, like you could fake other things. But you know out there and you're just like I'm gonna get this right exactly (laughs) they give you not only do they give you a written test right which you can look up stuff and know stuff yeah to be an instructor you get a written test but you also get a playing test so you have to actually go out on the course and play with the director so I did that and it all worked out and I've been teaching for 12, about 12 years now. And the company that I teach for city parks foundation, they actually put all programming in all the parks in New York city across the five boroughs. Yeah. I had no idea. I did not know that golf was like a thing in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, equate golf and human resources like what is your your setup with that so I think a lot of it a lot of my passion for both things is I love people and I love people seeing people do the things that they love to do and um golf is really a way that people in communities that might not usually have access to would Mm -hmm. have access to it so Mm -hmm. through my work you know kids who have never played who've never seen golf who don't understand it they get access to it and then it just shows them what else can they have access to um as first generation maybe first generation college students or first generation to be like in upper management and not in an hourly job this is just one more tool that they get to send them into a different totally different um space Mm -hmm. as far as their career and education are concerned Cool. So what did golf do for you with your um, professional state oh, of being? That's a great your personal question. way of being. <laughs> that is a good question and probably a question that I've not been asked before. Um, that's a really, really thoughtful question. So it, it definitely provided me with a sense of confidence that mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I would have gotten it otherwise. But along with that confidence, there is a sense of humility that I have. And I know that it is something, I have the ability to do something that a lot of people don't have the ability to do, but a lot of people are trying to do. And I'm really thankful, um, thankful to be in that, to be in that space. It shows me how to work in business. It shows me how to be assertive. Um, Golf has taught me how to be confident. It's taught me how to um, be more responsible. There's so many aspects to it, what it's taught me both professionally and personally. 
Do you feel like the strategies that you learn from golf is the same strategy you use when you're in the office or doing, you know, working your business? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There are similar strategies. And I think that's why so many deals are made on the golf course, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you're playing with someone, you're playing with them on the golf course, but you get to see a lot about how they, how they think strategically and critically, not just for this game, but how you do one thing is how you do everything. So how do they think when it comes to business? What are they going to do with your money? How are they going to, how are they going to use your investment? Um, what, how are they going to return their, your investment to you? So I think a lot of that is what I've learned um, and what I apply. That's so interesting that you say, you know, you can tell a person's way of being the way that they play golf or how they are on a golf course, you know, from mm-hmm. strategically, planning the next move to what they're thinking about to analyzing and all that stuff like and then you you add that to the business world that's that's awesome because you never think of a sport you know being incorporated with business in that sense where because right. of business is like it's a different ball game especially in corporate america mm-hmm. the thinking is different the style is different but i could i can totally see where you can connect the two right right that's awesome i like that <laughs> And I think even just the buy-in to it, like even knowing that someone has taken the time to learn how to play this sport, Mm -hmm. like I said, it immediately elevates your, you know, your value versus the next person, the person Mm -hmm. in the cubicle next to you who has not taken the time. And and you don't even have to be great. You could just be good, Mm -hmm. you know, and it makes such a difference. That's awesome. So when it comes to the entrepreneurial part of what you do, where do you see yourself in, in like five years from now? Five years from now, I definitely see myself as having provided the services of TN Framework um, across New York City. So serving populations who don't usually have career service, interview skills, resume um, assistance provided to them. I would love to provide it for them. I'm mm-hmm. particularly interested in um, the intersection between finance and tech, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Facebook, uh, Facebook, Google, they've all put out their numbers, Apple, they've all put out their numbers. And we see how low the percentages are for the amount of employees of c- people of color, women mm-hmm. that they have, they mm-hmm. need, they need people who are <laughs> from under, you know, from underrepresented communities, they need those people. Yeah, and I, I think I that, yeah, and I think that it's this this very delicate balance between getting those people prepared to enter those roles and just smash it because they already have the knowledge. They've gotten the knowledge from school. You know, they have right. moms who who moms and dads who you know worked for the railroad, worked for postal, clean toilets, did whatever they had to do to mm-hmm. get them into school. They have their degree, and now and now they get to go to the next level. And it's just that it's just that two millimeter shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having that resume that just stands out and blows an HR professional or a recruiter mm-hmm. or a hiring manager like me away and to get them into that position. I, I was just going to ask you that being, you know, 2018 was last year, we're in 2019. Mm-hmm. How has the format of a resume and the concept of a resume, how has that changed over the course of the years being that you're in HR and recruiting and all that stuff because I know that recruiters and people in human resources look for specific things on a resume so what makes a resume stand out 
That is such a great question. That is such a great question, particularly because just a few weeks ago, there was an article out about Sheryl Sandberg and her resume. And mm-hmm. her resume um, is posted on LinkedIn. People can find it. It's like, secret. <clears throat> but her resume is so beautifully crafted to show all of her um, experience. And I think that's so important right now, because for someone like me, who, yeah, my beginnings are, are, HR, but then you have that golfing, like, how, where does that fit in, you know, mm-hmm. and then you add, like, maybe your, for so many people, they have a lot of community service, mm-hmm. um, and how do you fit all of that together, so I think resumes have changed, evolved so drastically, especially within the last five years, mm-hmm. and there's a space to put all of that, there's a space to put your entrepreneurial um, accolades and work, your community service can go on there. I mean, even if you know, even if you're like working on a board, if you are Mm -hmm. working on a particular project with a friend, there's a place for all of that in your resume. And I think it's no longer gone are the days of, um, you know, like my objective is to obtain a job. (laughs) You know, like the summary or whatever from date to date, this from date to date that, you know, like gone are those days, like people are looking for more creative, creative stuff, whether you spent time studying away, whether you spent time doing a missions trip for two weeks, like all of that is information that can be put onto your resume and that gets employers excited. It's a different culture. And I think with me, how I do media stories and media sheets and set it up that way where you're seeing both the the personal and the professional, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of like ties into what's going on on a resume now. Yes, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what it does. Um, And it brings all of that information to the awareness of whoever's seeing it, which is what what they want to see. We want to see more of people. Yeah, I think because it's just the, the resume is back in the day was so robotic. Mm-hmm. It didn't tell the person's um, personality, the way they think, the way they feel, if they have any compassion, you know, if they were passionate about what they did, it, you know, and then for you to pretty, pretty much connect them with something that they love doing where it doesn't feel like work, right. it makes more sense to do it the way that's being done now, as opposed to before, because before it was like, you're just looking for a job, mm-hmm. even though the job didn't, make you happy is served as purpose, so to speak. And there are so many people, I think when I was in corporate America, almost two years ago, the one thing that I noticed about people was that they were just living Well, they weren't, they were existing on a job, they weren't living. Mm-hmm. So they would just go to work, be robotic, do what they had to do and leave and, and just the same cycle every single day. And it just it, it felt it looked and felt so sad to see that because it's like, damn, like, you're not enjoying what you do and you're living day to day. You don't know when you're going to die. And when that time comes, it's just like, I didn't really live my life the way that I wanted to because I felt stuck at a job and I forced myself to like this right. job and I know I didn't like it. Right, right. Whereas yeah. there might be somebody who would love that job. Yeah. How do we get the right people into those jobs? And I mean, yeah, we have to work not just for financial security and financial freedom, but also for peace of mind. Like, yeah, I don't know that I want to be home being, you know, bored doing nothing, but there is a role out there for everyone. Yeah, it really is. There really and I is. think too, when a person has a job that they absolutely love, there's a, a, a better, um, well, higher perf- performance, work performance that mm-hmm. takes place because you're excited to go to work. Right. And then you become more creative and then you make the, pos- the position expand to something extraordinary outside the box that your, your, the company would be thankful for because it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to set myself and 
my position, my department and the company apart from everyone else who's doing the same thing. Right. Right, right. I totally, totally agree with you. Totally, totally agree with you. And I think that elevates the company on a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think right now we're in a time in our society where that's what companies are looking to do. So gone are the days of, you know, the old GM days, the old IBM days of just these numbers, numbers, numbers of having Mm -hmm. people. I think now there is more of a, how do we get our employees to bring their whole selves to work? How do we become a company that is well evolved and And to build a company that's well evolved, we need employees that are well, you know, very well evolved also. And so many employees, employers are looking for that. That's what they want. That's what they need. That's what they need. That's what they need. Do you feel like that's the reason why a lot of companies now do like a lot of Skype calls and it's more, um, it's not as professional per se. It is, it's more personable. I, I I do think so. I do think so. Um, and it goes, it kind of goes back to what I mentioned before with um, the gentleman who asked me about the job. His name was Tom. And he said, he said, I already see your personality. Teaching the technical skills, that's the easy part. Mm-hmm. And we can teach any person to do the technical aspect but it really is do you have the personality do you have the perseverance do you have the wherewithal to do this job execute this job at a high level be productive and be somewhat happy doing it so that you're not bringing down your whole team your whole department so on and so forth cool well this was an enlightening conversation (laughs) (laughs) connected golf to human resources to just work in general that's awesome because there is a strategy to it because i mean i've watched the game on tv and it's Mm -hmm. like you know the distance between here the stick in the hole and whatever right 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 and for them to like really concentrate on what they're doing that's like a skill to me and i was just like wow and it made me think like okay they're like that on on a golf course how are they in, in life? In real life, yeah. In real life. Yeah. Like how how's that transition over to, you know, their personal life and their professional lives and, and the things that they do? Like it really I've asked myself that question before. Yeah, and I think what's so interesting about it, um, about the sport is that it's really a sport where you're trying to be your personal your own best. Because that's really all you have to depend on at the end of the day. You know, basketball is five guys on each side and they're just working together as a team to get it done or on the football field, soccer field. Um, But in golf, it really comes down to you as an individual. How do you perform? How do you perform under pressure when the Mm -hmm. next person is right on your heels? Not -hmm. just that, if in the the event that you do lose an an event, how do you bounce back? Like, are you resilient? And those are things that employers are looking for. They're looking for employees that are resilient and bounce back and, you know, know how to handle internally the pressures of work and deadlines and commitments and meetings and, and all of that. So when someone comes to you and you're prepping them for an interview, what are key words that people look for these days as opposed to, because I know back in the day was being a team player and reliable and responsible and being prompt and showing up Mm -hmm. on time and going above and beyond. Mm -hmm. Are those the same type of lingos they use or is that gone out the window with the old resumes? Uh, I think to a certain degree, those (laughs) that lingo still applies. Um, I think right now it depends on the industry. Like certain industries have like buzzwords, um, Mm -hmm. but overall things that include like, 
you know, like if you include the words diversity, everybody's looking for diversity. If you Mm -hmm. include, if you say like um, adding value, that's what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, Community is a big word amongst team is still a big word uh, because employees want to know that they have employees that are all in that are completely bought in or vision Mm -hmm. is another word that comes to mind. Um, Employers want to know balance. If you, if employees are balanced, have a work-life balance, that kind of thing. Gotcha. <clears throat> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. This mm-hmm. was enlightening into that, that world because I've done left the world like two years ago. <laughs> good to know like what's taking place in case the client comes up and asks me about that and stuff. And I would just be like two words, Tiffany Nelson. <laughs> Connect. Go over there. That side. <laughs> You know, it's so funny because I'm taught as I'm talking, I hear myself getting excited. I'm like, okay, Tiff, calm down. Oh, <laughs> it's but that's what you want. Like, you know, other people don't think it's as like as exciting yeah. as that's why I'm in the role I'm in because right. I love it. Like it's exciting, you know, yeah. it's exciting to me. And I know what's on the other side. I know how and you know. Mm-hmm. You know how life is when you live life on your terms. Yep, it is. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's stressful. Sometimes it's overwhelming. But for the most part, what I do, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Yeah. I, would. I, love, yeah. What I, do. I love the fact that I'm able to just get up and, you know, create someone's media story that they can use to market themselves. And it shows all aspects of who they are and the benefits of working with them and that they're Mm -hmm. solution driven and they've overcome challenges and turned those challenges into triumph. And they're using it to inspire other people to do the same. Like that there is priceless and everyone has a different story, a different way of life. And it actually shows the internal of a person, like, you know, exactly who they are and what they've been through and you can Mm -hmm. actually connect with it. And I like the fact that I'm able to, create a media story that your target audience is like wow she's talking directly to me like I need to talk to her like she's the person for me yeah and it's relatable and you you build a trusting type of understanding because now they get why you do what you do and what you've been through and the person you've become and how strong you are and that's the type of people that they want in in their circle community or to work with or to hire or whatever so Right. I, I get it. The excitement of doing that, like I live for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. I absolutely live for that. Totally. So, but this was an enlightening conversation. Thank you thank for coming you. on the, the podcast. Thank you, for, thank you for having me. Thank you for of having course. me. I'm so excited to be a part, and um, thank you for the work that you do. Thank um, you. And bringing sip and chat to communities across the country, and mm-hmm. I can. I don't even want to imagine what you know, like you up in the middle of the night and sending emails because it is, it's a big <laughs> project. Like I saw, I've been seeing things pop up on my Facebook and I'm like, you didn't send me this. Like I'm seeing it from other people. I'm like, oh, okay. I see what's happening. So I, I love that. I love that. And just creating a space for people, entrepreneurs to really get together and talk mm-hmm. and have different discussions. Um, it, it's yeah. I'm hoping that I can that I'm available. I know you're doing one in New York in yes. March. Is it March? Um, yes, I'm having one March, uh, Friday, March 15th in the Bronx and Sunday, March 17th in the city. So there's two options. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, I did not know that. See, now yes, I know. No. I did know yes. about the one in the city because like I said, I was getting it from other, like you never sent me this. <laughs> we haven't talked about this. 
but I've been seeing it pop up on my feed. So I'm like, okay, clearly, clearly this is something I need to check out. So yeah, yeah. I've been doing Sip and Chat um, for about five years off and on now. I started it in New York. And what it is, is I turned all of my passions, speaking, coaching, empowering, hosting event planning into one empowerment movement. And it became became a motivational happy hour because people like happy hour. We love to drink and chat. Yeah. And what I do is I just create a whole bunch of thought provoking questions, mm-hmm. questions that I answer that people are afraid to admit to themselves. Right. And so what I do is I just let people have the space to release anything that's probably been holding them back for a very long time or whatever fears they have, guilt, shame, whatever it is that they've been through and leave it on the floor. And when they leave, they have a shift of, you know, um, courage and strength and more wisdom and some form of peace. Right. In order for them to just continue to live life, you know, to the best of their ability. And that's what we want at the end of the day. So it's a judgment-free welcoming atmosphere with drinks and appetizers and gifts and prizes. And you're able to just be enlightened and empowered. Awesome. That's awesome. And it's what's needed and wanted right now. It is. So the Sip and Chat podcast is a piggyback off of the Sip and Chat tour as well Mm -hmm. as the complete movement in the online store. So I just set it up a specific kind of way. And it connects as well with me being, you know, um, the media story person, because it's the same concept It's actually stripping away the parts of who you are, revealing the exceptional parts of who you are to share in your story where you're, you're, you're showing people that, yes, I've been through this and that, but it did not stop me from doing X, Y, Z. Right, right, right. In fact, mm-hmm. it probably helps people, you know, yeah. help people to get to, to the next level. <clears throat> yeah, because I feel like as entrepreneurs and public figures and um, people who do specific types of work, especially in social media, when you look at a person a specific kind of way, like me, for example, everyone thinks that, you know, with everything that I do, it's just like, oh my God, it's amazing. Glitz glamour. She has everything. (laughs) (laughs) And that's far from the truth. So that's why I try to work on being as transparent and vulnerable as possible about my life and, you know, how I live and what I do, because I don't want to give people the, the wrong representation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So with the, the story, the media stories, what I work on doing is actually helping you be identified as a human being who is imperfect. However, you did not give up. You chose not to give up right. due to your circumstances and use that as a platform to build yourself up and make it into a purpose and turn it into a business. Right, 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 right. Right. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I can't wait to come and Yes. Yay. Well, I'll send you the the link and everything. Um, you know, cuz I'll I'll be in New York, Nashville, um Boston, LaGrange, Georgia, of course here in Savannah, Georgia, and a couple of other places. So, it's it's a huge project and I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> God, are we gonna do all this stuff? But I mean, you know, I'm Dillis, so I I either go big or go home when I'm right, right, right. How it is, so but yeah. But it was nice having you on Super Chat Experience Podcast. I appreciate you, and I am so humbled and honored to know you. And I love the work that you're doing, and I just find the way that you're doing stuff is so extraordinary and outside the box and just being an innovator and a creative thinker. Mm-hmm. That's just like, I, I'd be like, I, I want to go on the golf course with her today. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> set it up. We will definitely set that up. Cool beans, cool beans. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Sip Jet Experience podcast with my amazing guest, Tiffany Nelson. Check her out. Tiffany, can you give your information where everyone can, you know, contact you or work with you or all that good stuff? Sure. I am on Instagram and I am Tiffany Nelson on Facebook. I'm Tiffany Nelson on Twitter. I'm Tiffany Nelson. And look for me with talkswithtiffany.com. Awesome. Awesome. Talkswithtiffany.com. I love it. That's amazing. Okay, guys. Well, next week, another amazing episode, another amazing guest. I'm, I'm so happy I'm getting all these amazing people that have great stories and, you know, amazing nuggets to give you guys. I hope everyone has a pad and a piece of paper or your laptop jotting down notes because this is authentic and valuable information that you will need, especially when it comes to resume and interviewing. Get at your girl. <laughs> yes, yes, please. You, you don't hit her up. Something is wrong with your ass if you're not hitting up Tiffany. <laughs> oh my God. So until next time, peeps, I hope that you are, everyone is doing well, having an amazing day. As I always say, we know our birth date. We don't know our death date. So live your life to the best of your ability every single minute and allow those dreams to become a reality because once you're gone, there is no coming back and you do not want to leave this earth with regret. You want to leave this earth saying, I did everything I had to do and I am happy and in peace. So until next time, guys, talk to you soon. Toodles.